0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Just Blank, Now What? I am your host, Jessica Stevens. Thank you so much for joining me this week for another awesome story about when life comes at you and you got to figure things out. Today on the show, we have my friend, Mary Morrisuti, who's going to be sharing her, I just lost the rights to my company's name. now what story? Yeah, so um, anyone out there in the entrepreneurial world knows how important trademarking is and uh, the importance of making sure that all of the names of your businesses and companies are all in the clear. So Mary's going to be sharing the story of when she found out that she did not have the rights to her company's name. Anymore because it infringed on another business out there. So before we get into her full story, here's a little bit about Mary. Mary is on a mission to transform women entrepreneurs into world-class brands. She has created and led businesses that empower women entrepreneurs in the U.S. and Canada for over 15 years. Her strategic business instincts and razor-sharp marketing and branding expertise have helped business owners create a world-class brand that drives revenue and accelerates growth. At the outset of her career, she created a media company in the television industry. Mary's expert eye for good stories and good storytelling led to a national and international media career as a director and producer creating television shows in japan france england italy greece and across north america mary left the television industry in order to reinvent her career She started a marketing and PR agency focusing on business owners who wanted their stories told, as well as uh, opening up the Toronto branch of an international women's organization, which she grew very successfully over the first few years of them. Mary wanted to build upon what she had learned and shift the paradigm even further. The result was Hub Inc., which is Heighten Your Business, An organization that connects women entrepreneurs to the people, ideas, and influences that can accelerate their businesses. Hub Inc. has grown into an international organization with chapters all across Canada and now in London, England. So without further ado, let's get to Mary's Now What? Have you ever had something happen in your life that you just were not expecting, good or bad, and said out loud or to yourself, I just got laid off or I just got engaged Maybe I just started a business, or I just bought a house, or maybe I just got my heart broken, or I just quit my soul-sucking job. Now what? (laughs) Me too, friend, me too. I've had a few actually, and each time it happened, in the moment, I felt like the world around me was collapsing and I didn't know what to do. Eventually, of course, I did figure it out, often the hard way, but I figured it out. And it wasn't until I was sharing some of these stories that I realized they were packed full of great lessons of what to do next, how to move forward, and answer that gut-wrenching and sometimes paralyzing question, now what? So join me as we share some of life's most challenging stories and their transformational lessons on the I just blank, now what? The podcast. Hello, Mary. Hello, Jessica. How's it going over there for you today? Great. I've had a great day so far. Looking forward to this interview. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to you too, because you know, as a fellow entrepreneur, you have so much experience in in the business world from different perspectives. And the story that we're gonna kind of unpack today is a very interesting one, and I think one that people are actually terrified of if it were ever to happen to them. So I'm glad we're going to be sharing this. I just lost the rights to my business name. Now what story before we do that though, Mary, why don't we like rewind a little bit? And I always ask guests to share a little bit about themselves in their own words. Like, obviously I just read off your awesome bio, but why don't you tell the audience a little bit about Mary and who you are and how you became an entrepreneur? Well, I
1: really believe I was born an entrepreneur, Jessica. As my parents always said to me, I better work for myself because I will not last working for anyone else. And they were absolutely right. Um, I think my first venture was at 13 years old, thinking I could sell these chocolate bars to make a profit and had family members trying to do it for me. So I always, always had some idea and I never liked boundaries. So even my office space, I don't like to work in one part of the house and and call it my office. I have to be free flowing and move around. And I think that's the entrepreneur inside of me. Yeah, Um, I spread
0: out too, right? Like I work one day
1: in here, one day over there. That's exactly. It drives my husband crazy because he will sit in an office. Um, I started my career, I would say, in television. I... um, went to school at Ryerson for radio and television arts, and then got my foot in the door. It's actually an interesting question. I was waitressing when I was in university. I have waitressed in a lot of places, Jessica, and I was quite good at it, I think. And I had to close one night, and the people who sat in my section was these two couples, and they had their girlfriends with them. And one guy, we were just talking, and, and the couple really liked me. He was a security guard at City TV. So he said to me, I'm gonna come back, give me your resume. Maybe I can help you get in. I was 22 years old, what resume? So I put all this stuff together of what I had done. At 21, I had managed a band. I actually managed a band and they paid me by paying my subway fare back to Scarborough. So (laughs) I put all this stuff in, in there and I was like, okay, let's do this. He came back. I ended up getting a phone call from the hospitality director at City TV and she needed an assistant. So I went in, she offered me a position as a receptionist at the front, the best job to start in television. Because you meet all the people. You were the bartender. Every time they had a problem in there, they came to the receptions just to kind of tell you about it. So I ended up creating these great relationships, and even today, with some of the top people in media. I only uh, lasted, I think, about two years. And then I had a feeling what I really wanted to do. And I was trained at City. I was, uh, I trained as a director of photography. There weren't many women at the time doing that. But I'm the type of person, uh, if you tell me I can't, oh, then I'm going to do it. And so that's what ended up happening. I went, but I truly believe as an entrepreneur, if you want to do something, find the best people who can teach you. Mm-hmm. So, I found the cinematographer who created the look of fashion television, media television was Moses Neimer's right hand guy, and he trained me. And after that, I realized I wanted to go out on my own, started my own company, and work for different media companies. And that's what I did. My first position was at uh, Chorus Media, I was the only woman in the department. And
0: so, blazing I, trails, Mary. Blazing it was,
1: trails. It, it, I mean, I'd go on set, and they were like, Is "She the on-air personality," and they're like, "No, she's the director of photography," and it was just a shock. So I ended up having a 13-year career doing that, plus producing and directing. And I would go in and pitch my business, and then try and win the contracts for HGTV or Food Network. And so I traveled all over the world from age, I would say 26 to 30, 35, Um, working on a lot of these different productions. So it was, as I tell my kids, cable was cool at one point. (laughs) I still don't believe it. I said, mom worked in television when it was really, really cool.
0: Yeah. It was really Um, cool to be on TV and work in TV. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it was an incredible, incredible time. I I learned about storytelling. I learned about how to communicate with people. I learned about so many different cultures, which I love so much to do from traveling all over the world. And um, I'd say, around 30, it was 35, 36. I was uh, pregnant with my daughter. And I, I'm going to tell this story. And I know it's going to sound insane a little bit. But I was that very driven workaholic woman who thought she was going to have this child that she wanted. And she was going to pop it out and somehow be back to work in four months and be an amazing mother and travel the world and do it do all. It all. <laughs> I, I, I have no clue what I was thinking at that moment then i had my daughter and i realized you know what i think it's time to rebrand and go into a different direction and i think i I thought of that because i saw what i wanted next for my life and so that's when i started i i took my skill set and started doing a lot of media consulting and i started to notice that i had all these contacts in the pr world in television and 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 print and and everything in media so i started a marketing and pr agency It was a boutique agency for entrepreneurs. We had some corporate clients as well. And I did that. And at the same time, one of my clients in Houston put my name in to help out an international women's group in the States, especially for their Toronto chapter, because it was a mess. And I had no idea. I had never done networking. I was a media person. I I lived, breathed media. My friends were in media. And I'll never forget what she said. And I say this to clients now and she was an oil and gas recruiter. And she said, Mary, I look at skill set. It has nothing to do with the area that you are in. It's your skill set. So I took it on, and I ended up working with them for two years. I um, increased their revenue by 168%. I ended up getting media coverage. I ended up winning awards, and I ended up growing their chapter, and then training a lot of the American directors. So I really kind of took it on and during that time, I realized I wanted to create something in Canada that really fit and spoke to the Canadian woman, knowing that one day I would make it an international brand. So everything's going great, Jessica. You know, I'm talking to the right people. I have great contacts, I'm having great meetings. We come up with the name. For the organization, we're branding everything, logos, signs. I still even have the sign. I didn't even throw it out. We have the launch of the first event to the point that we thought it would be an intimate group, but the registration is growing. We have to get into the bigger space of the venue. So all good. It's checking off all the amazing boxes. That oh, this is going great. And I have built businesses, so I knew what to do. So the event. The, the launch goes great. Women posting on social media. We are now a women's networking
0: organization and women are buzzing about us and buzzing about our name. Yeah, and, and talking about it and the name and all the things and then somebody finds out about some, this name. Somebody finds out and I get this email
1: from a lawyer from another company saying, you are using a trademark of theirs. And, I'm, and I check and I'm like, but that's not their name. This is something I didn't realize. They trademarked a program that was the same name that we were using for our company. So there has been so much branding that has gone out. And that's what I love to do and marketing. And I thought I crossed my T's and dotted my I's, but apparently we missed
0: something. And
1: we were stuck. Oh, my God. Now what? What are we going to do?
0: So you've now just, I just lost the rights to my company's name. Yeah. Now what? And if I don't change it within a matter of time, they will sue me. Oh my goodness. So that must have put a little bit of a sour note on the success and the launch and all the great things that was going on. It, it was like I was in this amazing,
1: beautiful Ferrari. driving on this beautiful highway and changing gears, even though I really don't know how to use a shift gear, but let's just say I do changing gears. And all of a sudden this beautiful Ferrari just stops and I can't move it. And I don't know how I'm going to move it.
0: Yeah. That's definitely a bit of a buzzkill for sure. So now what, what do you do? Obviously you have to change the name. So what happened?
1: Well, you go through, I would say, a 10-second denial. Yeah. (laughs) going. Well, it's their fault. They should have checked on me, you know, blaming the other side. And then reality hits and says, well, that's not going to work, Mary. You got to figure this out. And so I really, you know, it's what that amazing client in in Houston, her voice popped up again and said, Mary, I look at skill set. People have certain skill sets. And so I knew I was very good at PR and I knew I I could create stories and I could create wow factors for my clients and get them out of jams or, or if they were stuck somehow. So I knew now I had to do that for my company. And so the first thing I said to the small team that I had back then was, okay, we need to figure out how we are going to spin this in a positive way. It has to be a positive. Someone said, well, we're going to tell them this is what's happened. No, we're not. I'm like, no, because all of a sudden we have this incredible buzz. You're not, you don't need to tell the customer, you know, I always say this negative thing that's going on in the background, right? Absolutely. So we said, we need to find the positive in this. And Jessica, honestly, it came like a light bulb because I started to talk to the team and I could see it. It was like, I was visualizing it. And I said, we are going to spin it. Because we were in, I would say we were in four months with that name. Mm-hmm. People and now people, know it. Oh, people were driving from like Barrie, London, Ontario, uh, uh, taking, uh, you know, social media photos and putting it up, going to, you know, one of our events. So I knew we had to spin it and we ne- we needed to create a positive. So it came to me and I said, because we are growing so big and so rapidly, we are creating hubs all around Ontario. And that's where the name came. That's why we called it also Hub Inc. And we we knew it was gonna be some kind of acronym, heighten your business. But I had to take that name and say, oh, it's because we're creating hubs and we're, and we're growing.
0: Yeah, we need to change the name to facilitate our growth, our growth. and make it work for what that's we right. wanna do. So because of the mis- mistake,
1: the traumatic mistake and I'll be honest I actually was on the phone on the phone with this lawyer and she tried to threaten me and I don't know what happened it was like I was protecting my other child Mm -hmm. and I remember saying to her so you're going to go after the small business woman who's just trying to support other women. And I think I stopped her in my track. I said it with a little bit more colorful language. A A little bit more more
0: punch to what you said.
1: Yes, where it just stopped her in her track. And I said, we will absolutely change the name and we will make sure that we abide by the guidelines. And, And we did. And we created this amazing story saying, we are creating all these amazing hubs to heighten your business. And that is where this name was born.
0: Silver lining to a really
1: sour story. And during that time, I learned everything you could imagine on trademarks. Everything. And the reason why we needed to change our name, because we were in the same, close to the same category
0: as them. Uh, Okay. So it wasn't like it was a completely different industry where they would never, you know, the two shall never meet, but it was, you know, adjacent that's right. And that's how trademarks work. Trademarks work that you cannot have the same
1: name or that t- form of language Virgin, yeah. version in that same arena. And
0: that's why we had to change our name. Got it. All right. So you change the name to Hub Inc. Yes. And you relaunch here in Toronto with the first chapter right. that was already growing Northwesters. Mm-hmm. So then what happens?
1: Well, you know, there were some people, oh, I love the old name, but some are like, oh, I love it because we created us. We created an amazing story around it. And that's what we really believe that we were going to expand anyway. So we are creating these amazing hub communities. And so that got women excited. And that's how they started to relate to our business. And we started to do some amazing social media campaigns using the new name and having that amazing positive spin on it, that it it was, I'll be honest, the hardest part was the threats with the lawyer. And oh my God, what has happened? Once we launched it and created our powerful story, it's almost like the Ferrari was back on driving on that beautiful highway.
0: And in a way, potentially a blessing because- it helps you create this vision of multiplying and duplicating and and having these hubs. So it potentially manifested the future success of of the company.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, they do say you, you learn from your mistakes more than any of your great successes. And as I said, I really then worked with my lawyer very closely to make sure I knew everything about Hub, Hub Inc., I know every hub out there, Jessica, I'm telling (laughs) you right now. And I would say a a few years back, a very good friend of mine called me up and said, hey, I'm thinking of trademarking. Do you know how to do it? And I was like, do you know how to do it? I know how to do it. And really could walk her through it. So I could kind of support another woman who was going through the same thing I was. But because I had made that mistake, I realized how I I needed to do it.
0: And that is really kind of the basis of the the hub inc community is having all of its members share their knowledge with other people in the community so that we can all learn and grow and skill up and benefit from you know mistakes or successes of other people in the community because entrepreneurship is hella lonely right like most days you're like okay it's it's me and me Yes, let's let's go. And wouldn't it be amazing to be able to pick up the phone and be able to call somebody and just say, that's right. So this is what's going on. And I would really love some insight and your thoughts on this, which we can definitely do in the corporate world. Like if there's something going on, like Mm -hmm. you have a team member, you have somebody, a boss, like another department that you can go into and be like, here's my problem. But in entrepreneurship, like you don't that. So you created that for entrepreneurs. Yes. And I think I did because of what happened,
1: because I remember being in my head a lot. Yes. I had a couple people here and there, but when I think what we have created at hub Inc, I wish I would have had a hub Inc event uh, that I could have gone to with amazing female entrepreneurs. And that I could have said, this is what I'm going through right now. I need some help. Any ideas? it would have been incredible to have that support. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, and it's interesting because I always spoke about this at Hub Inc that it is an organization where we have each other's back that every month, whatever you're dealing with, you can go to Hub Inc and you will know that these women will have your back and will support you. See, I'm getting goosebumps because I, I truly believe that experience made me feel like I was
0: alone on this island. Yeah. And it was pretty pretty scary at the time. Well, especially when they're telling you, you know, cease and desist, or we're going to right. come after you, right. And come after you, meaning financially come after you. Yeah. It's a scary, a scary, time. So just having somebody to pick up the phone or someone to talk to across, you know, in an event being like, so this is what's going on. <laughs> Anyone have experience of dealing with this Uh, help, like point me in the right direction? And I think that's, I I think that affected me to some point where I think that was kind of a
1: bit inside of me, that mission that I really wanted to create something. So no one felt alone when they were trying to scale their, their business, because we're always going to have questions and we're always going to, we're going to make mistakes. That's part of it. But having an organization that can say, okay, don't worry, you fall, I'm here. And that's what I wanted to do. And I'm so thrilled that we've done that now.
0: Okay. So you started Hub Inc. Toronto, uh, the yes. first, first chapter. And then where did you go? What happened next? So uh, we were running
1: Toronto. I was running Toronto at that time. We were like, uh, you know, when you, they call it like that small little business, we were having our events, women were coming to them. We were having these big national, ga- sorry, Hub Inc. galas. And we, we were selling out. And then... My team was saying, you know, you need to step down from Toronto because you're growing. And it was bittersweet because it's almost like your baby's going off to university or college and you got to let go because you know it's the right thing to do. And so I did. And we looked for a Toronto director and that is where the lovely Jessica Stevens walks in (laughs) and I'm like, she's the one, because I said, I need someone who is passionate, driven like I am, but I remember, I really believe in in manifesting. And I said, but we'll put her own twist on it. Mm -hmm. And you did. And that is what I was looking for. So at that time we had Toronto and then we just started to expand all through Ontario with chapters all over. And then we created our system to make sure there was a beautiful flow. Once we did that, I knew we were going to take over the rest of Canada. And that's what we did. So now we are right across from Vancouver to Halifax and all different cities in between. And we support female entrepreneurs on a monthly basis. And then after that, I had another big idea to create a hub, but outside of Canada. And I can say now, Hub Inc. is an international networking business organization because we have now chapters in London, England. Woo-hoo. Yay, we jumped the pond. <laughs> yes, we jumped the pond. What a beautiful mistake we made when we right? started off.
0: <laughs> and and just think, like, um, this all kind of came out of being forced to change your name. That's right. And then it became this kind of mantra. We are going to create hubs
1: all over Canada and then move outside of Canada and make us international. And that was
0: our language. That was how we were speaking. Awesome. I, you know what? I, I love this story because it is not unique because I'm sure there is a ton of other people who have faced trademark you know, issues with names because mm-hmm. yes, there's infinite possibilities out there for, you know, naming things. But when you're in a certain niche and in a certain space, there is a little bit of a box that you're playing in. Right. So there's only so many words and verbs and adjectives that mm-hmm. you can use to create names and programs. There might be somebody else out there who's like facing this challenge of this is, this is their tagline. This is what they want to say, but it's someone else right. already snagged it. So what would you say is your best guidance for somebody who may be experiencing something similar to you being told to cease and desist this amazing name that you created. Okay. So once they go through the little panic yeah. and freak out and
1: denial, take a deep breath. And then I would say, is connect with in their database of some people who can support them, what they need to do. And if it's already a company that they are, um, if it's like me, where it was a company that was already a brand. I would look at how they can move from the name they already have to something that is an easy, I always say it's like an easy flow. Do not kind of make it to, do not let your customer feel like what's going on. Almost have uh, uh, bringing it in a very ease and flow way to your new name, market it that way. If if marketing and branding isn't your thing, I mean, that was my thing. So that helped then find the company, the PR company who can support you and who can help you in what that next step is going to look like. And then find a really good
0: lawyer who's going to help you with the new trademark. Like I did. That's really, really good guidance. So so yeah, so that transition from the old name over to the new name needs to be pretty smooth, especially for the customer facing experience back end like it's gonna be messy like you're gonna to have to yes. figure it all yeah. that out yeah. but for that transition on the on the front end definitely seek some help from somebody who knows how to wordsmith and make the words say what you need them to say.
1: Yeah so so I would say the lawyer for sure I think after that uh, a marketing strategist or PR who can help you with the language and what you need to do to transition. And then, what do you want the the new name to be for you? Because you, you you also have to own it, you have to like it, mm-hmm. and that was important.
0: Uh, yeah, and really embody it, like That's you right. you embody that first name. So you had to bless and release the old name. I know. I felt like I was uh, getting, I was having uh, getting a divorce all of a sudden, and it was yeah. like, and it wasn't even my choice. And then embrace the new name That's and right. all of the possibilities that that That's new right. name can can give you, which yeah. for you was. All of these hubs across the country, and and go awesome. So I guess Mary, you know, you've conquered the. I just lost the name to my business. Now what? You pivoted to do transitions. You launched the new name, and the organization has grown. So something that I always love to ask all the guests is: Now what? What's what's new? What's next for Mary? What's next for Hubbing? Where where are you seeing? And what's the vision for the future for you? I love
1: that question. I would say for me, again, Hub Inc. continues to grow. We will have other chapters outside of Canada to continue our international brand. I think the type of resources, I think the type of programs that we put put out, because for me, Hub Inc. isn't just about networking. It is, here we go again with the new name, a hub for female entrepreneurs to find all their business needs from strategies, resources, and connecting with other female entrepreneurs. So we are moving more in that direction, and I'm really thrilled about that. And for me, I'm really now working to focus on women who want to create a world-class brand. That's kind of something that I realized all my skill set, and I realized what I do. And I am now working with women who really want to create a brand that really stands out. I know how to do it. I've done it. If they have a problem with the name, I know how to do that too now. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought that would be part of my um, list of things
0: that I can can do. Mary's skill set. I can trademark like the best of them. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So I believe my whole vision is that I don't care how small the
1: entrepreneur is. I believe that every entrepreneur should look and have a feel of a world-class brand. And I believe every female entrepreneur should be making money. Amen to that. And do not apologize for it. And I I do, you know, I I had one woman say this to me, you know, um, I got this new car. I did really well. I was, you know, I've been an entrepreneur. I worked really hard. Almost like if she didn't work hard, she didn't deserve it. Or she had to tell me why she deserved she to, it. She had to justify. She had to justify. Yeah. And so I said to her, I'm glad you're just making money. It's good for you. And I'm glad you like what you're doing. And I think she was just shocked that... I did not care how many hours she put in. Heck, if she put in less, good for her, even better.
0: Yeah, I'm all about working smarter, not harder. Thank That's you That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I
1: truly believe that every female entrepreneur should create their business to look like a world-class brand. Their messaging, everything has to have that feel. And every female entrepreneur should be making money. And that is something that they should be putting in the forefront. They should create value. They should love what they do, but they should be paid for what they
0: do. Awesome. I love it. You're manifesting it, Mary, for you you and for everybody who is part of Hub, Inc. So um, if people want to find you, where are you hanging out these days? What's your platform of choice? Okay. So I would say Instagram, Mary underscore more And
1: you can check out Hub Inc at hubinc.ca. You can look at all the amazing benefits we have, all the chapters all over Canada. And now, as I said, London, England. And again, we really are about making a difference in female entrepreneurs' lives. We really want them to grow, support them, have fun doing it and make a difference in our businesses. Because I truly believe if you help a female entrepreneur succeed, you're not only helping her, you're helping her family, you're helping her community, and that is how she will shift the world. She can't do it if she's drowning in debt or can't figure out how to get her customer, how to do her social media. There's not enough of her then. But when she is rising and she is doing incredible work, and she is doing well and can support the people around her and feel financially confident in herself, she can give back 10 times more. And that's what I want. So Hub Inc. for me is a way to help them rise so then they can pay it forward.
0: Yeah, love it. Socially responsible business is the way to go. You know, it's not enough just to be in business to make the money, which there's nothing wrong with that, but Mm -hmm. be in business, make the money and then make a difference.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Love it. All right, Mary. Well, this episode felt like it was like short and sweet, but you packed so much into it. And I hope everyone feels a little inspired about the ups and downs that may occur in business and some challenges that you may face, but how you pivot and rework it and rename it, um, it. <laughs> just find find a new name and then go in another direction that is maybe more prosperous and fruitful for you than the old one. And sometimes things
1: happen for a reason. Absolutely. We don't know at the time, but when I look back now, it
0: was a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. What What do you think would be the company now if you held on to that old name?
1: I. You know what? I don't, I don't know if we, I I think we would have done well, but I don't think to this level, I think I would have been taking a different type of energy with me. Also, I think we did well because of that difficult time. It actually showed me how much, how resilient I was and how fast uh, on my feet I was. And as anyone knows, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be fast on your feet and obstacles will come up. And I think for me, that was such a huge obstacle at that time, emotionally, everything that Being able to pivot and do so well, I always remembered it. So when other things came up, I knew that I had
0: gone through worse. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is nothing. (laughs) Like when we launched, this is the mountain that I had to climb. So this is like a little anthill right now. Like we can can figure this out. So it gave you the confidence to figure out now what, no matter what kind of came at you. That's it. Awesome, Mary. Well, sounds like you can probably come back to the show and share another Now What story with us because that's the best part about this show is that people can fill in that blank with (laughs) so many different things because so much stuff happens to us in life and in business that other people need to hear so that they can A, know that they're not alone, that somebody else is going through it, something similar, and B, how to maybe figure out their own path because they're experiencing something similar. That's right. So everybody, if you uh, enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it. And if you know somebody... Who is struggling with trademark definitely share this episode. They, I'm sure they can learn a few things and if you're a woman entrepreneur who is looking to connect with an awesome community make sure you check out hubink.ca and get in touch with a chapter near you. All right Mary thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure talking to you and sharing a little bit of the Hub Inc history that I'm sure not many people actually know about because mm-hmm. I know you and I had a private conversation about it but I don't think members are really aware of the origin story of Hub Inc. So I hope everybody who is a member hears this episode and gets a nice little smile of how this amazing community came about all because of a bad thing. And thank you, Jessica, for this platform and supporting so many people to tell their stories. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love it. The story behind the story is the best part about everybody's success. So I always love sharing those things. All right. That's it from me. Have a great day, everybody. And we'll talk real soon. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I just blank now what if you did be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward, and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.